Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily. A slightly different sort of show today because, of course, uh, the provisional squad for the Euros was announced at one o'clock. But the good news was we had Stuart Pearson. So you will hear uh, his immediate reaction uh, to the squad. Our own uh, England correspondent, Faye Crothers, was with us. And so, uh, yeah, Stuart's immediate thoughts. Um, we also got a Scotsman to pop in. Mm-hmm. Tartan View. Yes. To um, give us uh, his take on the squad, tell us if they're running scared. Uh, Ali Ross from The Sun, uh, a regular Tartan Army foot soldier, was on fine form. We, we had, had some of... sensational opinions, didn't we, We did, Paul? yeah. Mm. We, had, we weighed in with a kind of, uh, like a couple of cab drivers yeah. as you'd imagine and uh, we, everybody's having their say that's the beauty of it of course it's a game it, of opinions it, isn't it, it Brian very much so and here it all is <laughs> Stuart Pearce could be with us in a few moments time we'll get reaction from him to the squad uh, Fake Rothers our England correspondent joins us now and uh, I, I think I've given you well, about a second to fill, Faye. I think we're okay. It's <laughs> well, now my, one o'clock, as far my, as I can tell. My clock's just ticked over to one <laughs> o'clock as well, and I can let you know that Gareth Southgate has picked 33 players for his provisional Euro 2020 squad. The headlines are no Nick Pope. We did know that he was going to be having knee surgery. He's not been selected. However, that doesn't rule him necessarily out of the Euros because of the rules that UEFA have brought in, which I'll discuss shortly. There's also no Eric Dyer um, at all, and he's been a stalwart in Gareth Southgate's squads over the years, but out of form for Tottenham. The big news you'll all be uh, waiting to hear is that Trent Alexander-Arnold is in. He has been recalled by Gareth Southgate and takes his place, as does Rhys James, which we reported earlier on today. And Ben Godfrey gets his first call up, the uh, Everton defender, as does Ben White, as we also reported here on Talk Sport earlier on of Brighton. There are also recalls for Mason Greenwood, who was left out in the cold in March um, and didn't turn up for the under- England under-21s when he was called up for them. He pulled out injured. And Bakayo Saka, who was out injured uh, back in March as well. So let me just go through the full squad for you after those headlines. So four goalkeepers Gareth Southgate has named. Dean Henderson, Sam Johnston, Jordan Pickford and Aaron Ramsdale of Sheffield United has been brought in in Nick Pope's place. Defensively, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ben Chilwell, Connor Cody, Ben Godfrey, Rhys James, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker and Ben.
Ben White. In midfield, Jude Bellingham, the 17-year-old who's been so impressive for Borussia Dortmund this season. Jordan Henderson uh, coming back from a groin injury. Jesse Lingard, which I know will please many West Ham fans. Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, who's currently suffering from a shoulder injury. Declan Rice and James Ward-Prowse. And forwards-wise, it's Ollie Watkins who gets the nod in the space that we weren't sure which way Gareth Southgate was going to go. He joins Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Mason Greenwood, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Bakayo Saka, Jadon Sancho and Raheem Sterling. Fantastic. Thank you, Faye. Faye's going to stick around. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll speak to her in a few moments' time. Stuart Pearce, as we said, former England player and coach and West Ham coach, currently is with us. Afternoon, Stuart. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good to see you. So, I mean, I suppose the first question is, what, what's your reaction to that uh, provisional squad? Um, well, he's near enough named anyone who's anyone, hasn't he? <laughs> Let, let's be honest with you. I mean, I spoke with Gareth probably about... Ten days ago, I think it was, and and he w- we were talking about the sort of we got three English teams in major Euros finals, which is a real problem to him. You know, it's mm. fantastic for the English teams, and and he's delighted, obviously, that that they have made the, you know Champions League final, and obviously we United, but the pressure that puts on the two friendlies leading into it, the consistency of training leading into it and starting the finals, all of those players, certainly anyone who plays in the Champions League, I would fully expect not to play in potentially both of the England friendlies, certainly not the first one. Uh, So that causes a problem in itself uh, and injuries that might be thrown up out the back of that. You know, we've seen Maguire cop an injury that's going to put him out the final, I think, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be certain bits and pieces that get thrown up. And still, sadly for England, uh, the build-up for the Euros could be a little bit fractious. I guess looking at it, the, the players that haven't made it, we were trying to find a list. When you see this list come out, and you, as you say, Stuart, there's about 50 names on it, right? But Madison, Ings, Dyer, Pope, Bamford, Winks are the six that we've sort of come up with. Have you come up with anyone else who are not in this that Mm. might have thought they had a chance? Uh, I'm going to throw a name in that probably who we didn't... People wouldn't think would have a chance, but certainly we've played him recently and he was suspended for the game, but Lewis Dunk, Mm -hmm. Mm. he has been playing particularly well, you know, I think. And I think if you ask anyone at Brighton, I mean, one of his Brighton teammates, Ben White's got into the squad, they might say that Dunk might be slightly ahead of him potentially. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, uh, Faye, we said we got news of this decision sort of late last night, but uh, you know, you, I'm sure you've been keeping in touch with people in the England camp, and uh, I suppose it, it, it did make sense. This didn't it really? As, as Stuart said, with those finals coming up and a few injuries to key players, it made sense to just to give himself that little bit more time and make sure players were in shape should they be called upon. Yeah, it absolutely made sense. I mean, I think it was a, a slight surprise that the, the squad was going to be announced two days after the end of the, the Premier League season with, as you've just said, uh, the Champions League and Europa League finals uh, coming up this week as well. I think the question that many people had was why it was decided late last night, the day before, um, and couldn't have been decided earlier because we have known that these three teams would be in the, the Europa League and Champions League finals. Perhaps it was, you know, that the... the the injury to Calvin Phillips on on Sunday um, that that prompted this, but it, it makes perfect sense. Why why wouldn't you? Exactly as as Stuart has just said, you know they need these players for training. They're not going to have enough players available um, for for the first warm up game against Austria. That potentially that with you know eleven players out. Um, uh, 
with 11 players playing um, in European Cup finals, mm. um, then they would have only had 15 players available. Um, so that doesn't really leave you very many options. Uh, so I think this is, this is a sensible decision for sure. That's true. I think your job now, I guess, is to is to drop seven players from this squad, isn't it? That's what we've got to do, isn't it? We've got to get to 26 mm. from 33. There are 12 On the defenders. basis they all make it through these finals and they're, everybody's fit that's of in course, this squad. Of yeah, course. Yeah. And actually, that's quite an interesting point, isn't it, about fitness, right? Because we have in the past taken players that haven't been 100% fit for mm. tournaments. And yeah. it seems like a really obvious thing to say, but it's massively important that your yeah. players are 100% fit. We don't want a picture of Harry Maguire's foot on the cover of the sun the morning of the first game, so we'll have to touch it and pray. We yeah. don't want another one of those, I do we? I think you'll find that his feet wouldn't fit on the front <laughs> cover. They might extend to the rear cover as well. He's got yeah. some plates on him, you know? Yeah. Well, can we get some questions from you, by the way? People are already sending them in, so if you've got any thoughts on the squad, we'd love to hear from you. Talksport.com, text 8189, tweet TSH&J. We'll put them uh, to Stuart yeah. and Faye. Giggsy uh, says Southgate's bottled it already he's in the pocket of big England there we are so that's, uh, that's um, positive well, well uh, Dee's coming I guess as a Leeds fan saying what does Patrick Bamford have to do to get the recognition he deserves and be in the England squad his numbers were good this season Stuart but uh, he's not made the cut what, what, what do you make of Bamford's uh, well he's had a fantastic season mm. as have Leeds mm. let's say that you know but I think he's in competition with Calvert-Lewin and Ollie Watkins and if you ask varying supporters from their clubs they would probably say they're they're ahead of Bamford. I think it's maybe a toss of a coin on a certain day on that one. I would have probably had with Watkins and Calvert-Lewin ahead of Bamford. That's Mm. a personal choice but... I'm sure Leeds fans will certainly, you know, his goals tally certainly add up. Yeah. There is no doubt about that. He's probably had as good a season as, as yeah. he's had. He brings what? people into play as well. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of looking at Bamford as someone who could replace Kane at Tottenham. I think he's technically the most talented of those. And I, players, I said to you the other day, I thought his kind of, um, you know, goals to shots would have been not that great. I, he, he comes across as a player that needs sort of ten chances to score a goal, but his numbers don't back that up, do they? They compare pretty well with were Kane. The same as Kane. Yeah, and I'll try and yeah. find that statistic, and if I'm wrong, I apologise to everyone yeah. on earth um, for that. When you're when you're looking to choose players in this, I mean, you were involved in Fabio Capello setting up Stuart. So when when a coach is when a manager is picking players, are you, how much are you looking at? form how much are you looking at the fact you can trust those players they've been in your squads before and they've never let you down I think it's a culmination of a lot of things I, I you talked about Fabio's squad and Fabio uh, made a couple of judgment calls in regard to the likes of uh, Ledley King at the time mm-hmm. you know we took Ledley even with his injury record and I think Ledley managed to play 45 minutes in the tournament and stuff like that so um Gareth would be acutely aware that probably extending this squad to 26 players might give him the flexibility to maybe pick, at a maximum, I would say, two players that have got question marks to them, that have got great CVs, that have been brilliant for the squad. Maguire will be one of them. That If he's not fully fit, but there's a question mark, he might get himself fit. He might make the cut. And Jordan Henderson, for everything that Hendo gives that squad, his mm. leadership and everything, mm. even though he hasn't played. On and beyond two players, I'm not sure that it's a wise move to to have a question mark on any more than that. Otherwise, you've got players sat around that can't contribute. Yeah. What chance do you give someone like Ben White or Ben Godfrey, you know, coming in now, mm. um, to actually get, to, I was going to say get on that plane, but they're not. 
getting on a plane, are they, to get the bus to Wembley? Uh, I think injuries to others will be the thing that might get them in it. Otherwise, mm. I, I think it's come a little too late for, mm. for both of them, I've got to say. Um, just looking through, more to the point about picking the squad, you, you're better off saying, if you're trying to get to a figure that we're talking to, is saying, you know, if Jordan Henderson doesn't show his fitness and doesn't get a game in either of the two friendlies, then that would probably rule him out. Mm. Um, you've mentioned Ben White, you've mentioned Ben Godfrey... Um, Connor Cody might be one on a cusp slightly as well, potentially. And then you've got a scenario of the balance of the squads. What players offer you, uh, A, a fantastic tourist to be around the squad over a duration of a tournament? And probably more importantly, what players like Carl Walker can play, you know, right centre half in a three and right back or right wing back mm. that offer you those, those extra options within the squad. What do you think he'd be saying to to uh, Godfrey and to White? What would he be saying, look, boys, it, you know, it's unlikely you're going to be going, but this is great experience for you. Enjoy it. Or will he say, look, if you have a great week, and you know, you've got a chance. Exactly that, mm. to be honest with you. You wouldn't, you wouldn't pick any of these boys and then put their lights out straight away and say, look, you're an outside chance. Why would you do mm. that? It's folly. But what you can say is, look, we've got two friendlies to come up. Chances are you're going to be featuring those because there's 11 players in the, the major Euros finals that, that probably won't be playing, certainly in the first one. If you get your opportunity on a pitch, as we've seen many, many times before, and you take that opportunity and have a sterling game, the chances are you never know with Gareth. I think he, he's not afraid to make big judgment calls. Uh, from a West Ham point of view, he must be pleased to see, uh, I mean, Declan Rice was always going to get in there. Jesse Lingard has had such a remarkable mm. run. No, I mean, no one would have put him anywhere near the England squad at the start of this season. No, He's I, been brilliant, hasn't he? I think Jesse and, and I've got to say John Stones as well, probably, mm. at the start of the season. Yeah, Both of those two individuals, you'd mm. have said, England squad next summer, not really seeing it. They've, they've got to get in their own teams first before they get a chance of international football. Jesse has been outstanding for us. I've got to say, from from day one, he's walked through the door. Physically, he, he's fantastic. He hit the ground running straight away and off he went. And he's just fitted in the team so well. You know, I think he enjoys the environment at West Ham. He's flourished within that environment. And his form and his stats are fantastic, mm. you know. And he's, he's given us at the club an extra dimension this year. And uh, I'm delighted to see him and Deck both in the squad. There's something so interesting about Jesse Lingard and, and the way we view squads and players. Mm. And we get very excited by any player who's new, you know, who's new and young and exciting. And Because Jesse Lingard's sort of been around the block a bit. I think fans who aren't necessarily West Ham fans will just be like, it's just not... It doesn't excite you, but if you think of some of the goals that he scored yeah. recently, was that a game at Wolves, was it, where he yeah. scored? Yeah. He, you know, and he was absolutely brilliant. I just think sometimes, yeah. as fans, we, we sort of jump on any player who's new and exciting and young and, don't, and sometimes sort of ignore players, or don't look at it in the right way to look at no. it. We look at it in a very myopic way, i.e. where, are, where are the players from my team, rather than going, OK, the season is finished now, we're England fans and we should just want the best play or the best balance not necessarily you, you can't get the best players in because you've got to pick some yeah 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 you know lumbering center backs mm. amongst your tens <laughs> haven't you basically <laughs> this is what you've got to understand about international football which i found out mm -hmm. it's there's a clamor get stuart pierce in the squad get kenny sampson out the squad this mm. is how it worked with yeah. me 
And then all of a sudden I get in and I have my dozen games and it's, all right, we're bored with this one now. Right, <laughs> get Tony Dorigo in. Yeah. He's yeah. better than him. Exactly. You know, and it's just a clamour. Okay, we know you. We know your back catalogue. We know the stories. We're a bit bored with you from the media side of it. Not all media. Obviously, talk sport are more oh, balanced than that. Of course, of course you know, we are. Nothing yeah. uh, balanced. You know, yeah. get him out. Let's get the new kid in the block. think, imagine we could have got that just extra step in Euro 96 if we'd had Dorigo. Well, that's, 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 that's what, what people say. are saying. That's what they I, said, I said that must have been 30 years ago now. That boy is the future. But Fate. he's got a fight on his hands, though. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Max Rushton here on TalkSport. Stuart Pearce with us in the studio. We've just had Gareth Southgate's provisional squad for uh, the Euros. 33 players will be cut to 26 uh, we believe uh, next Tuesday, uh, as we said, the headlines, no Nick Pope with his injury, no Lewis Dunk, no uh, Eric Dyer, no Harry Winks, no James Madison, no Danny Ings, um, and a lot of Manchester United fans, or fans of the player, including Wayne and Damien and lots of others, Stuart, saying, no Wambasaka question mark, um, not even in the frame. I mean, he wasn't really expected to be, was he either? But an excellent player and a great defensive fullback. Uh, you've you've hit the nail on the head there. He's probably the one-on-one best qualified fullback, as in a defensive shield as such. But with this England team, the way they play, the way football's developed... I think you're looking for more than that and they've got to do... This is why Trent Alexander-Arnold... Trent Trent probably on his defensive work might not get in the squad. Mm. But what he does in the opposition's half is absolutely sensational. So, And I think you need that. You need it at club level and you certainly need it at international level. Both fullbacks to be able to operate to a real high level in the opposition's half. And that's probably what's cost uh, Wan-Bissaka his uh, place. I mean, the depth of... of you know the right back is ridiculous mm. isn't it and it, and and it's almost a sign of how Gareth Southgate can't win unless he wins the euros because whoever he doesn't pick you know at some point we get knocked you know, chances are history tells us at some point we get knocked out of the competition and then we look back at the mistakes that we made but it's very hard to say how you can't take Kyle Walker given the season he's had it's very hard to say if you talk to anyone who watches La Liga week in week out I mean I think Trippier played every minute of every game apart from that ban so as soon as he came back from that 10 game ban he went straight in and played 90 minutes again he's been brilliant for Atleti and Reese James has had a brilliant season I think Alexander Ozzel wonderful footballer but that is so difficult for Gareth Southgate I think you made a really good point there sometimes when you say who should be in you've got to turn the question on its head and say who'd you leave out Mm. you know Carl Walker's a must for me I think his form's been sensational and he can play wing back comfortably and probably arguably might be our best wing back and central defence as well which which tips him the wink over one or two others you know so it definitely who'd you leave out if you put him in so that's what's probably put Trent Alexander under a little bit of pressure let's Mm. say Um, talking of players that that are still injured hoping to be fit for the Euros we talked about Henderson and and Maguire and there's just been this concern about Calvin Phillips but uh, we've also got a situation with Jack Grealish. He's a bit undercooked. He's only just come mm. back after a long layoff. He's sort of started sort of a couple of games, one game, and you've had a very similar thing with uh, Declan Rice, haven't you? Mm. West Ham, where he's he's only just got back in. Was he a bit fearful? Was he getting a bit nervous? Um, 
I always felt as though he, he gave the demeanour of, look, I'll be fit in time as such. But the, the one thing with him, it probably took him a game or, or two. He had three games in a week, basically, to finish the season for us. And he, he probably, if I put my hand on heart, he, he wasn't playing as well as when he finished off and got just before the injury. So it's took him a game or two to get his full fitness and his full confidence within it. And, and potentially... Um, for someone like uh, Declan, I think those two friendlies will be really helpful, at least to get maybe one ninety minutes under his belt. That will tick him along even further down the line. Mm. And we should thank everyone for suggesting uh, Timu Puki, Anthony Amy, yeah. Stuart Dallas, yeah. uh, all these guys. I, I presume that's David Moyes ringing you saying, what are you doing, Stuart? Yeah, you know, yeah. should be at work I, now, I, mate. I'm hoping <laughs> you know, we've got a plan for the Europa League. My 1G phone. I, turn, <laughs> I put it on silent and it turns itself back on again. Sorry about that, we'll, We'll take, we'll take a call, actually. Matt is a Leicester fan. Good afternoon, Matt. Hi, thank you very much for having me on. No problem. What do, you, right. what do you make of the squad overall? Well, look, I mean, it's got every man in a dog in there, hasn't it? So there's not very much to pick apart. I think that my sole problem, though, is the centre-forward position, because we've got three. And don't get me wrong, Ollie Watkins is a good footballer. He's great for Villa. He's talented. There's not many criticisms you could have for a player that's his stage of a career. But there is zero situations where he plays a minute. He's not going to mis- displace anyone in the first team. And he's not the type of player that you're going to throw on in the last 20 minutes to change a game. It's absolutely pointless. Bamford should be disgusted with that, with that announcement. And for me personally, and I know people aren't going to agree with this, but but style of play-wise, he's the closest thing we have to Kane. No, I agree with that. Whereas Kane gets injured, we don't have to completely change the style of play by bringing somebody else in, like a Watkins or a Calvert-Lewin. And guys, how many times have we been to a tournament with no plan B? And yes, this guy's injury record is going to make people turn their noses up. But if you only need one guy for 30 minutes in one game... Michael Antonio is an absolute beast. His power, his directness. If you're telling me that any centre-back pairing in Europe is used to competing with something like that, he's like, um, he's like a displaced-in-time Les Ferdinand. Like, we need something like that in the squad when we roll the dice. Not just throwing on more fair players. Someone that's aggressive, powerful, wants the ball, wants to win, has that desire. And it's the centre-forward position is the only thing that worries me because we have options and they've just been completely dismissed. Mm. OK, um, Matt, thanks very much for that. Stuart. Interesting what Stuart thinks about Antonio. I mean, yeah. He's, yeah, he's powerful. He's a super talented player as mm. well, isn't he? It, it, he strikes fear into, into defenders. There's no doubt about that, you know. Um Listen, I, I understand the point of an impact sub. I think there's one or two probably ahead of him on a more consistency level, but he's certainly... On a first-hand situation, he's probably an individual that pace, power, um, all of those things people don't like to play against. I think Matt made some really solid points there, I've got to say. And and quite often, you know, people will say things and you dismiss them because they don't tally with with what you see with your own eyes. But I think in regard, like for like, Bamford, you can put put an argument up. You know, I... you know, if three players were on the transfer market now in, in Calvert-Lewin, uh, Watkins and Bamford, and you had your choice of one of the three, let's say, it would be really interesting to see. I think mm. I, 
I personally think the majority of people would go for, for, for Galvert Lewin and Watkins above Bamford, but I understand the point of bringing him on in a like yeah. for like scenario. I mean, finding a like for like Harry Kane is is pretty pretty tough, isn't it, for what he brings to a team? <laughs> Clone Alan Shearer. I mean, and if, if you're looking for a focal month. point, I'm, I'm sure Gareth would argue that Do- uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin can do that. He's good in the air. He's strong. He, he can do a lot of those jobs. But finding, but that, Matt is right. I think that was a very good point. I'd like to throw in as well from a tactical point of view. I, I spoke with people in the lead-up to the friendlies in March and they were talking about, will England play three at the back? Will they play four at the back? And I said, football isn't like that anymore. You've got to go into major tournaments and any game, to be honest, we are open-minded. And I think the same applies up front as well. We're talking about, we've got strikers, we're talking about who plays up front. Teams sometimes don't play with a striker. Mm. They play with people off, Foden and Sterling floating off, two number 10s potentially, and that... Might be the way forward as well. There's no doubt that Gareth would have explored that. You know, if, if Harry isn't fit any time, and and you think, hang on, playing Foden and somebody a mount sure. off of it, that might be the way forward with no recognised centre forward. Um, I know, we, I know, we have to break, but I, uh, Martin just says, I'm sick of this narrative that Trent can't defend. Of all the right back options available to Southgate, he finished the season with the highest percentage tackle rate. I did want to ask Stuart. We can do it after the break or do it now. Um, did you ever think, I'm looking at Southgate thinking, is there any part of him thinking, it would be useful if one of these right-backs just got a knock? And then the decision's taken out of my hands. When you were under 21, <laughs> boss, did you ever go, do you know what? If I don't have to make that decision, it makes my life a lot easier. There's not a manager alive that won't put their hand on their heart and say, you know what, that injury on the Friday has done me the biggest favour <laughs> ever. There's no doubt, you know what I mean? You don't want your key ones to get injured, but the marginals on occasion has helped you out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We're in the entertainment business, Paul. Well, believe it or not. Believe it or not. And yeah. you know the, the squad announcement. It's all a bit dry, isn't mm. it? So, can you could could the listeners think up ways to make 
next Tuesday when we have to do the same thing all over again when we mm. go from 33 to 26. Is it 33 or 32? 33, 33 to 26. Yeah. How can we do it in an exciting way? I'll put this out on Twitter, but if you'd like to get in touch, you can 81089 uh, at Max Rushton, at TSH&J. Uh, if you want to get past the quality control, max.rushton at talksport.co.uk. It comes, <laughs> comes straight through to me. He now has no worry. filter. <laughs> Colin says, like the million pound drop. So you have Trent, Reese James, mm. Trippier, Kyle Walker, all perched per- perilously yeah. on trap doors. So not a general knowledge question riding on it. It's just a... Uh... No, Gareth's there. Oh, yeah. And then we just, I guess he just presses a button of some sort. And, and then, then just one of us falls through they the find and out of the squad. It's um, a bit cold, isn't it? Really, well, I suppose so. But think of the tension. Mm. Uh, you know, Davina's there. There's sort of that. There's that sort of heartbeat kind of. Boom, 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 Go boom. to the ad break. Suddenly, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, well, just as they you're do, you're fine. And then suddenly, the Reese yeah. James just hurtles through to the basement where he has to stay until next season. Hornet forty nine says, "Get Chris Whitty to announce it with next slide, please. One slide for each player. Wow, be quite nice. Either in or out. Um, Leighton makes." quite a good point read the England squad the people I feel sorry for he says are the guys at the Panini stickers what do they do now because you know they put out the album and then suddenly you know all they haven't got a Ben Godfrey square have they Well, did you see, I think the Beeb had to recut their promo for the uh, tournament um, because they had Ramos in it I think they probably spent quite a lot of money doing an animated Sergio (laughs) Ramos and he's not in the squad so they've gone back to the edit suite I mean it's it's making fools of us all we're going to find out about the Italian squad later Mm. on and you're thinking have they announced yes well they've done the same thing they've announced the provisional squad Mancini has and uh, so we're going to find a bit more about Tomori and about Italy squad because they're they're a country that people are are starting to talk about now you know people in the know are saying you know watch Italy they could be really good for this Euro very good midfield Mm. Up front is there, you know. Will yeah. there be? Will Scalacci get a chance? Well, uh, he's uh, got, Totti and Scalacci. The Germans, of this have, tournament. the Germans have brought back some old players, haven't they? they maybe, have, yeah, yeah. Not, maybe not that old. <laughs> this is from the Tin Booney. Uh, the FA should team up with uh, Virgin Media. Players can only find out if they are in the squad by contacting Virgin's team of de- dedicated customer support staff. <laughs> if, if more than eight players make it onto the plane, I'd be surprised. They're obviously not here to defend themselves. Mm. They have a wonderful customer service uh, set up. I'm absolutely sure. Um, the other thing you wanted to know was hmm. um, how people in the past got themselves picked for things. How did they discover they had been picked? Because now, of course, it goes out on social media. Um, but uh, back in the day, it was slightly different, wasn't yeah, it? What was it for you? What was it? it was notice well, it was school, school, school notice board? Outside the, the school gym, which was the office, the slightly smelly office that all the sports teachers used to have. They used to smell sort of a rank green flash. <laughs> it's always a bit fetid in there because it, it was one sweaty man or woman disappearing and then another one going in after a games lesson to drink coffee. So it was stale coffee and sweat, really. But uh, yeah, outside there, they would pin it up. And uh, I think the sports teacher spelt my name wrong for about five years. We had um, uh, Sixth Form, the captain of uh, Hills Road, Sixth Form College, first 11, was called Greg Sharp. Mm. He had a rocket of a left foot. But the way he would tell you how you were picked, just walk, he'd walk around the canteen, or there was like, there was like a chill-out area called the basement, right. which smelt quite funky yeah. and it was always playing uh, automatic for the people by REM I think it was the only song on the jukebox yeah, yeah, yeah. there he would sort of come sidle up next to you and just whisper in your ear 2pm 
Leward Road, and then he'd walk off. It's a bit like sort of a spy, you know, like exchanging briefcases. Mm. So I just wonder if there are ways that people uh, people were told that they got into the squad. Mm. Um, William says we had a psycho headmistress that took the team, and I was on the bench as sub goalie, aged eight. After going three nil down after fifteen minutes, she turned to me and said, "Are you better than this clown?" I said, "Yes," and I was subbed on immediately. Um, <laughs> that's quite fun, isn't it? Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Can we just say hello to Jonathan Beals, the yeah. broadcaster? Just had success. Full eye surgery at Moorfields Hospital. He's now listening to us in the restroom. We yes. are, uh, we're here for convalescence. Good. That's right. That was, yes, right. If anybody well, is, you know, doing up and wants us to do it live, in we would do it live. Not in these hours, obviously. We'd go to any restroom and do it live in person if that would help. Okay, you're on your own there, mate. Okay. I don't know about that. I'll clock <laughs> off at four. David Manchester says regarding next week's final squad announcement, why not do a modified birthday spread where Andy reads out the player's birthday? Paul and Max have to guess the player using a clue suggested by one of Andy. Andy's awful jokes. I mean, it's, it's not the volatility when you're guessing the names of footballers, <laughs> is there, really? I imagine it'll be uh, pretty tight. Yeah, Steve Pepper had been in touch, said, I'm surprised that no one mentioned Tamore. Well, the England manager did, but it wasn't quite enough to get him in. A lot of Wambasakas still coming in. Um, a couple of others. Um, Craig Dawson deserved a shout, says Chris, who I guess is a West Ham fan. Um, yeah, a lot of Wambasakas. That is the key one that keeps coming up again. Jack Harrison again. Um, so a lot of very similar names. People feeling could have been in the frame and should have been in the frame. But yeah, but you know, any can... of those who'd got in, they wouldn't make it next week. So yeah. you might, it's better off finding out now. There would than be next other. Week, there'll be it? other whatabouts. Uh, say Ivan Tony says uh, Tom. You know, surely had to be considered a bit early for him. I think give him a season in the prem. Still first. recovering from Asmir that would Begovic be, grabbing be the, the ball off. Well, him, that'd be the Stevie he? Ball selection, wouldn't oh, it? That we yes. saw in Italia ninety. George says, what about this X-Factor style? Gareth Southgate, you know, brings in a player, Mason Mount sits him on a chair. Mm. I'm sorry to say, Mason, and this is hard. You're so young. The decisions have to be made. And unfortunately for you, you'll be seeing a lot more for me at the Euros. Yeah. And then he, they dive in the those. pool together, you're that com- kind of thing. You're coming to London. Exactly. They could do a bit of those. Anyway, we're looking for inventive ways to uh, to cut the seven players. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. You can keep reacting to the squad as well. Now, apparently, uh, uh, it looks like Wolves are going Portuguese no again. No way. Which Stop is it. understandable. It is, yes. But they wear a Portuguese kit as a third kit. <laughs> And they've got a lot of Portuguese players, so it would be seamless. We're going to find out uh, more about the, uh, the potentially the new man in charge. Our European football expert, who uh, really does know his Portuguese football, Andy Brassel, will be rejoining us. We'll get his take on the England squad as well. Uh, plus, a little bit later on, we've got a Scottish angle. Tartan viewers, I believe they used to call it in the 70s. It, it features in magazines that anything was slightly Scottish. Yeah, I had Barca Jim's been in touch, uh, Scottish fan of the show. Mm. Uh, at 20 to 2, the first quote, we can win it of the day, he yeah. heard. Yeah, he's pleased well, with that. Well, you know, we're, they're home games, effectively, um, as it will be for Scotland. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We're arguing about the telly. We are. Uh, yeah. At the moment, the merits are otherwise yeah. of different TV shows. That's because, that's not why he's come in. Um, you don't know. It well, be. it might be. It might be. Um, uh, Ali Ross has joined us in the studio, a regular uh, Tartan Army foot soldier. And we thought, um, as we said, we uh, ideally need some bagpipe music under this. Uh, <laughs> let's get the Tartan view, as they used to say in <laughs> tidbits in the mid seventies. Um, and yeah, uh, Ali, good to see you. Lovely to see you both. Uh, we, we've announced the provisional England squad today, yeah. and I wonder if uh, what are your feelings as, as a Scot, someone who'll be taking England mm. on a few weeks' time. 
I think Gareth Southgate's a very frightened man, isn't he? You think so? <laughs> that, 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 that's that's Give me another week names. on this. Yeah. <laughs> They're running he's scared. He's seen Big Dick and Gallagher and thought, oh, I need more time here. <laughs> more flip charts. <laughs> he doesn't want to commit to 26 because he needs to formulate that game plan to take on Scotland. Yeah, no, it's, England have got some great players and you, you look at that tournament and think, there's six, maybe seven teams in with a chance of winning it, and they're, they're certainly one of them. Mm. But uh, international football is a very difficult thing. I, I yeah. think England tend to get carried away. Look, we've got all these superstar names, which you had in 2004 at the Euros, mm. but it, it doesn't amount always to a team. No. Plus, we're in the really tricky side of the draw. Yeah. So get through that group. At the very least, you're facing Germany. Uh, in the last 16, Spain in, in Rome in the last eight, France in a semi, and then Scotland take Belgium in the final on penalties. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was going to ask you, Ali, would you, would you take mm. a semi-final for Scotland, uh-huh. but, it, but England get to the final? So I'm not giving you the results at all. No chance, no. Right, okay. If, if you'd <laughs> say, I thought what you were going to say, would you take beating England in the group with England getting to the final? Yes. Would you? Because it's a moral victory. Okay. As long as you lose that final. Well, no, you can't take that. You know, the That's offers, the much, offers are not like no, that. But yeah. to win that final and say, of course, mm. it was almost a flawless campaign when England won the Euros in 2020 slash 21, apart from that defeat by Scotland, <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. would that be enough? It would be a kind of asterisk annex to it, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, we really? were world champions 67 to 70, 74 to 78 <laughs> as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we... We've made we've made better situations yeah. of things than than England potentially getting to the final, which is unthinkable. Now but. England have lined up a couple of friendlies: one against Austria, one against Romania. I mean, you know, they're not they're not the whipping boys of European football, but they're they're kind of winnable. Not Scotland, who <laughs> who decide to set up a morale boosting away game against Holland. Yeah. <laughs> what well, were I they mean, thinking? If, I mean, we all if you get gubbed, it won't be great, will it? Really going into a tournament. I mean, well, I'm not saying your you expectations, will. Paul. This <laughs> is what it's always always been about with us. You normally ease your way into a tournament, but Holland away. I mean, what's your record I, like against I, the Dutch? Have you done the Amsterdam? I'm sure you. I've have, done Alan. the Amsterdam trip twice. Uh, mm. Goals for nil. Goals against nine. Oh, okay, but you played well I, as a fan. Well. As a fan, yeah, you've supported. Well. I was immense. Yeah. I was box to box. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I was at the six 0 game. It's the only time I think I've left early. And on the underground going back, someone started the rumor. Someone just said Jackie McNamara's popped one in from thirty yards. <laughs> I woke up the next morning convinced it was six <laughs> one. <laughs> but then you take on Luxembourg at Hamden, so that, yeah. that will hopefully cheer everybody up. They're um, all right, Luxembourg. Aren't yeah. They? yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not a bad side. That's a pot five six team goals. They're pretty mm. useful. So and I'm the, very nervous about the Scotland game. Well, I mean, as we were saying the yeah. other day, it's it is a you know we've see we see England on paper look like a better. I mean, that time that Euros playoff game. Remember when Don. Hutch scored the goal at Wembley mm. and they came very close. It was the Skulls. <laughs> Boy, do I remember Yes, that. I was at that one as well. And it was only that Paul Skulls had got the goals in Scotland. I was the... removed from the stadium on 37 minutes. Oh, really? What, what for? For celebrating the Scotland goal in the England end for my own safety. Oh. <laughs> I was just oh, staring is... at the outside of Wembley after 
Really? Didn't they? Didn't they well, house well you? Go. Didn't they house you somewhere else? They just just no, booted I, you out. Frankly, I was grateful to be out of there. <laughs> were you, so, were you, did you have anyone? With, were you the sole Scotland fan in that? Section? I was in with Ulrika Johnson and Adrian Edmondson from the Young Ones. Wow! Believe it or not, it's the only way I could get a ticket was pulling some freebie off uh, a well-known drinks company. <laughs> And they plied us with alcohol beforehand, which was a huge mistake. Ah. I thought, be all right, Scotland won't score it and do anything daft like that. Of course, 37 minutes, they're playing out their skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we take the lead, and that was me. So what, can you remember, it wasn't the attempt to sit on the hands and just go, when you scored, you're higher, you're up, are you in <laughs> Oh, the... yeah, yeah, I was giving it the full... Really? Yeah. You turn around and... Oh, sort of, wow. Showboarding. Oh, wow. wow. And then there were a lot of angry people saying, get him out. I was him. aware coins were flying past my head. Oh, dear. And Ulrika's head as yeah. well. <laughs> so I was going to say, I don't remember that episode of The Young Ones that Ulrika was in, but she was good, <laughs> yeah. wasn't she? The University Challenge episode. Yeah. Wasn't she? And, and are, you going to the, are you going to the games? I'm not. No, I'm, You're not? I'm, given Wembley, I miss pretty much. I went to a friendly where we lost back. three to... Yeah. <laughs> it, it was... There's something about that place. I just don't want to ever see it again. So I'm going to the Czech Republic and Croatia games. Right. But not Wembley. And will you watch with other Scots? Because I, I do a lot of work with Barry Glendening, a very proud Irishman. Uh-huh. And he's, he, we watched <clears throat> the Fine writer. 2018 <clears throat> World Cup together. And he says the worst moment of his life was watching me watch England win a penalty shootout. And he did river dance in my face when Croatia scored. Did he? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> in extra time. So do you watch with... Will you watch? I don't ever watch England. Okay. I don't like what it does to me. I don't like that person I become. Right, I see. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a dark place, do you? Yeah, that's right. It's re- really... Un- I, I tried it for the 2-2 game mm. in the qualifiers last time. And I just remember I was screaming obscenities at my own television. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of place is that to find yourself in? You know, that's very true. That is very true. Well, Ali, it's a, it's a, 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 on the face of it, and you look at that, nothing scares you. I mean, it's a good side, but, you know, bring it on. Is that what you're saying? Oh, what's the point in being scared? Come on, it's 23 years we've not been in a tournament. Mm. We have nothing to lose. I see from the headlines in the press down here, you have plenty to lose. <laughs> I think that's fair yeah. enough. I think that's fair enough. We t- I think it was about 20 to 2 today we decided we were going to win it. We once that we was the first one. one. Has Henry Winter one. declared you winners yet? That's always the sort of first cuckoo of the spring. <laughs> <one that'll laughs> Stuart Pierce, is, I think he was saying we'll be there or thereabouts. Well, he told a cabbie. Yeah. He told a cabbie. He told a Stuart Pierce is cabbie. So that's a done deal. It's official. Yeah. Right, okay. And I think the important thing for England fans' point of view is if you look back in history, we generally, it very rarely happens that we say we're going to win and we don't. We normally very understated. We keep it calm. We yeah, don't we get don't. carried away. You never get ahead of yourself. And then we win the tournament. Every two years, it's just Trophy after trophy after, and at the end we go. We should have got carried away We're this a bit time. Like the Germans really. Oh well, look, you, you you have got a great set of players there. So mm. uh, yeah, bring I, it I, on. I better prepare for the worst. <laughs> Ex- hope for the best. <laughs> hope for the best. You won't see me for dust, Paul. Hawk, <laughs> well, if if Scotland win, uh, we, we will definitely get you in the day after. <laughs> oh, it's actually it's a Saturday, so you, Max can get you in. You are welcome. I'll Brilliant. be camping outside. You're, yeah. you're absolutely welcome <laughs> to come come hanging on. on the door. Yeah. Thank you, Ali. No worries. We'll let you crack on me a column. Ali's excellent column will be back, of course, in the Sun uh, on Friday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon show. I'd, I'd say we'll a, a slightly more regular show uh, tomorrow, I would think. Can we, I, we'll add a bit more fun. A bit more assorted but, nonsense. Okay, yeah, I think we had a duty. Good. We had a duty today to bring people the well, English see, I, I didn't get the chance to tell you today about the new craze that's sweeping the nation, which is putting eyes on the back of your cat. 
to make the tail look like the trunk of an elephant. Here it wow. is in the Daily Star. What do you think of that? That's yeah, great. It's really quite what, that impressive. Is, I can see that. Well, a lot we'll, more we'll, of these. This is what the listeners missed out on today. We can do... That's probably half an hour tomorrow, okay, which is we'll great. On a normal yeah. day, we could have done that. Oh, so really if that's you what you made like, an elephant out of the back of your cat, re- let us know. Rejoin us um, uh, tomorrow from one. If you can't, of course, the podcast will be available at five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.